0: Welcome to this King's Church Talk. We hope that you really enjoy it. If you have any questions, please email us on admin at kingscc.org or you can go to the website www.kingscc.org. Thank you. Acts chapter 17, verses 22 to 31.
1: Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, to an unknown God. Now what you worship is something unknown, I am going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything, because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. From one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the times set for them and the exact places where they should live. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by man's design and skill, In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead.
0: So thank you, Maz. That was really uh, wonderful. Thanks for um, the way you've led this morning and for our worship and all that's gone on today. And we really appreciate that. If you're a guest with us this morning on Zoom or you're watching on YouTube or a later recording, you're very welcome and it's great to have you uh, and I hope you enjoy what we're doing. We're in the middle of a series on prayer and this morning I'm going to be talking about creative prayer Um, and you can find the other recordings that we've done so far, you can find them online. Um, And during the week we're also following, as Brenton's already said, um, how to pray by Pete Greg. so if you want to follow that you're also welcome. This morning is not going to be theologically packed uh, preach it's going to be practical and with lots of ideas so you might want to get a, a pen and a piece of paper because we're also going to take some moments just to reflect and to think to write um, as we go through the morning so uh, please bear with me as we as we look at some great ideas for creative prayer. So the two scriptures I want to read um, that reflect this morning is Colossians 1 verse 16 for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible and Ephesians three twenty. now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us to him be glory in the church in Christ Jesus throughout all generations so probably the biggest theological point I'm going to make this morning is god is an infinitely imaginative creative god and we get that in genesis but look at our creation all around as i sit here in my uh, one of our bedrooms and i can look out the window and i can see the hills a bit of scotland i can see all sorts of things uh, out the window but just have a look around where you are god is infinite Infinite different colours of green. Infinite different colours of red and shades. Infinite different sorts of clouds that float by. Now, just think about for a moment about the duck-billed platypus. It's a bit like one of my meal recipes. I take a little bit of this and a little bit of that
2: and a little bit of this and I mix it together and this is what you get. I can imagine God making for the first time imagining how to make a duck bill platypus just think about that for a second what imagination to get to that point
0: so here's some just thoughts write down for me how many butterflies you are you think there are in the world
2: how many species of butterflies well the answer is 20,000, 59 of those are in the UK alone. Now, I don't know about you, but why have 20,000 butterflies when maybe 200 might have done? How many species of trees do you think there are worldwide? Well, there's over 60,000 different trees. And there are twelve thousand species of ants. And four hundred and forty different species of sharks that swim our world. Now, what blew my
0: mind was that as I was researching some of this, is that there are 18 oh there were 18,000 new species named in 2018. Just think about that for a moment. eighteen thousand species that we'd never seen. Or never named were named in 2018. That means for many thousands of years, these species have been unnoticed by mankind mainly. And God created them utterly and purely for his pleasure and for his enjoyment. And he started to share them with us. God is a God of immense variety just for the sake of it. So
2: Why do I treat my prayer life like I get the same meal every day? And then when I do that, why do I think that I struggle with prayer? The repetitiveness that creates monotony. The familiarity that brings contempt. It's a bit like having that same meal every single day.
0: 365 days of the year and then I wonder why my prayer life
2: becomes boring and pointless and stale. So today we're going to look at some very practical ideas and in front of you now you should be seeing
0: uh, a couple of websites that you might want to go and look at where there's some great ideas and some thoughts but there's lots of them if you type creative prayer into a well-known american search engine then you'll find lots and lots and lots of different websites you can find that will uh, help you with some creative prayer ideas but this morning we're going to look at six or we're going to as principles we're going to look at six things that we can do together now this will involve adults it will involve children uh, young and old Um, so don't be you know as you as we make notes as you think about things Um, make sure you're including your children
2: into what we're doing this morning so we're going to be thinking about things that we can either do by ourselves or with others or either way we're going to be thinking about how we worship and request now I find my
0: prayers get all mixed up together but that's okay and we're also going to do what in cafe the children are taught which is catch and chat hearing god and speaking to god listening and talking and these six points are going to be at the basis of our thoughts today and they'll all be mixed up together so first of all let's just think about creation now the celtic christians who were the early christians in the uk the Celtic Christians used nature to describe God. They were not frightened of using nature to describe his character. And they were not frightened to use it in their prayers of adoration and worship. They were not frightened to let nature speak to them on behalf of God. So they were listening to God through nature. And we've stepped away from that, partly because um, of a, an idea which has risen, which is called pantheism, which is where we worship nature, not God himself. We're a bit frightened to use creation sometimes now I have to walk our dog echo quite regularly, and one of the places we take them is up to St. Murthy. and we love it in Set Murthy. He loves running around and enjoying himself, but at this time of year it's spring, all the trees are now uh, in green, they're starting to give bud, and uh, as I'm walking around, I can use them to pray and to listen and to think and if you're careful you can then link them to some some stuff in the bible for example psalm 1 blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of scoffers but his delight is in the law of the lord and on his law he meditates day and night he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in due season and its leaf does not wither and just think about that psalm and think about how you can use that either as adoration or prayer. And as you're walking, out walking or whatever you do, or you've got trees in your garden, look at them and think about what does that tree tell me about God? What does it tell me about me? How does the Bible use that, that image of a tree to describe who I am and how I get there? And just use them as great verses to pray into and through. Or what about the beautiful evening skies? As I look out my window some nights, the sky is beautiful. It's red, it's gorgeous, it's lush. I can thank God for another day gone where I've been a recipient of God's grace and mercy. His love has been with me through the day. What does it say in the Psalms? That your loving kindness has followed me all the days of my life.
2: Or I can ask for forgiveness for some of the things that I have done and shouldn't, or vice versa.
0: I can thank God for all the people I've met and the places I've been and the conversations I've had. And what about the sea itself? Well, I love going to the beach with Echo. And one of my favourite pieces of music is the four um, interludes by uh, Benjamin Britten from the opera Peter Grimes. Describing the sea in different, various moods—darkness and the dark of a storm, or the lightness of a morning, or whatever. Each one of those different scenes, as we go down to the beach and see the sea, each one as we look out, can describe God to us. It can talk about His character. We can use it to inspire us to listen to God, to hear what He's saying to us, or to ask Him for things, or to speak to Him in worship
2: and adoration. Or you go out on a walk. Next time you go out on a walk, take a bag with you and collect things that attract your attention.
0: As long as it's not sheep or cows. When you get home, lay them all out and use each one to prompt you to pray. Ask the Holy Spirit, say, I've got these things here. Now, would you inspire me to pray or to worship from them? And let your imagination run with you. Now, right now, why don't you take a moment to write down something from nature that might inspire you to listen to God or to worship him to ask him for something or that reminds you something from the Bible
2: I'm just going to go quiet for a moment while you think and write so second point information we get lots of information through things
0: like news and print and social media And so uh, in the Times and Star uh, on the May the 8th edition, I decided to just simply select a page by random and then ask God, uh, ask the Holy Spirit to help me to pray into that situation. So on page 15, there's a story about a five-year-old who's creating a pebble path of hope. What on earth are you talking about, Paul? Well, you can thank God that he wants to help people and he wants them to enjoy this pebble path. You can ask God, to give people hope that they might find God in it. And what sort of hope does God want them to have anyway? When you're reading the Times and Star or in newspapers, we can just simply take the information in.
2: But actually, we can also ask the Holy Spirit to inspire us to pray. What about births, marriages and deaths?
0: It's not something that I read particularly often, except for the death column where I'm just making sure I'm still alive. But listen, each one of those entries in the births, marriages and deaths is a life that God has created and a person who Jesus loves. You could thank God for every life represented. You could pray through the babies and ask that they might, in their lives, find their Heavenly Father. You might be the only person that ever prays for them. You could pray that each marriage can be blessed. You could uh, thank God for every life lived for every for peace for the families left behind
2: or you could look at facebook instead of commenting on facebook and making um and being destructive on it
0: we as christians have the privilege of letting god prompt us to pray for the people representative represented of their families perhaps you could thank god for each one of them or you could put prayers on facebook i know some of you do And then, of course, the Zoom that we're all familiar with now. Use the information that you can find in written word and on the news news, or wherever it happens to be on the radio. Use the information that is given to you as a prompt to pray through the Holy Spirit. Third point, crafts and games, things we can do together or by ourselves. Here's some ideas. Get some lollipop sticks get each member of the family to write a name on the you might not want to do it right now but um, when you do get some lollipop sticks get each member of the family or group you with um, and you can do this through zoom remotely and get them to write a name or a subject onto each stick and put them into a glass and then at various times you can take out one of the sticks and or you can get someone to close their eyes so it's random take out one of the sticks and then as a group
2: or as an individual, pray for that person or that subject. Have some fun with it. Here's another one. Get a scrabble board and get some tiles. And as in each turn, as you normally
0: play, play scrabble, you're putting the words down. Why not ask God to prompt you to pray from those words?
2: You might be really surprised what comes out of your mouth. Hopefully surprised in a good way. Now I asked Joel Tim and Benji
0: if they would do this for me. And so um here's a photograph of Tim and Benji doing just that. And then I asked Joel how that worked and what happened. So here you go, Joel. So Joel, you tried uh, Scrabble and Prayer. So tell me what words did you come up
3: with? Um so we had strap. Uh, goals, hen, cared, new.
0: Okay, so quite a wide variety. Yes. And how did you relate that to praying then?
3: So with every word that was put down, um, whoever laid it down had to say a prayer with the word in it. So some of the prayers were really easy because they had the word care or cared in. Um, Others were more complicated because they had a word like strapping, which was quite hard to find somewhere to fit that. Hmm. Um, So with that one, we prayed for the armour of God that we'd strap it on.
0: Okay, Um, great. So did the boys find it fun?
3: They did. They found it lots of fun. They really enjoyed it. And it was just a new way of trying prayer with them.
0: And do 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 you think they got anything from it?
3: Yeah, I think it gave them a new way to look at prayer. I think it also showed them that prayer is fun. And as well, there, was, there were lots of moments of laughing and having fun and enjoying it. And I think it's good for them to see that too, that actually we can have fun and enjoy prayer. Um, that It's not a really, really serious thing all the time, actually. It's about having fun together as well and with God.
0: Excellent. So last question. Who won? I did. What can I say? Thanks ever so much, Joel.
1: All right, thank you.
0: Here's another idea. Get each person to put a name or a prayer subject into six envelopes and number each one of them. Then one by one, throw a dice. And you can open somebody else's number with that number
2: on, that envelope with that number on, and pray for whatever's in that envelope. It's a bit random. But it can be real fun. You can do the same with a, a prayer spinner. Circle of card or a hexagon
0: or whatever. Divide it into segments. You write Each person writes something on each segment. And then you spin it. Uh, through punching a hole in the middle, put the pencil in, spin it.
2: And whichever segment is touching the tabletop, that's what you're going to pray for today. Again, random, but great fun.
0: Fourth point. I guess I should have started with this, but we can use the
2: Bible, the, and other literature. For example, why don't you use Paul's prayers? Go out looking through Paul's
0: letters and write down the prayers and then use them as a brace base for praying for each of your friends. I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be opened, says Paul. What a great prayer for your friends. Why don't you
2: read a psalm? And then note the pattern within that psalm, and then write your own Here's another one. Think of a theme for exact theme in the Bible that is, for example, children.
0: You get a concordance and you look up all the verses on children what is, What's God saying about the children in those verses? and then you can pray through those verses to pray for the children that you know your grandchildren perhaps or your own children your nephews your
2: nieces some of you are godparents or here's a different one why don't you use god's names
0: as a starting point see where each one takes you Did you know there's actually over a 100 names that are actually given to god or by god in the bible where he describes himself Here's an example. Genesis chapter 20, 22 verse 14. So Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. This is about Jehovah Jireh. The Lord is our provider. Look at the context. What could it mean to you?
2: How has God provided for you? What do you need God to provide for you? Why don't you thank him for it? Why don't you ask for it? So we can use his names to uh, explore prayer. Here's something that might be a bit controversial in charismatic circles, but
0: why not try using some set prayers? Now, a good friend of mine, Godfrey Butland, who's a rector of Cockmouth, I know uh, uses liturgy a lot in his private prayer life. We've talked about it. I also know that he's uh, part of uh, a group that use Holy Island worship. And so I thought I'd give him a call and ask him how and
2: why he uses liturgy in his own private prayer life. Here's what he said. So thanks for joining us today,
0: Godfrey. Uh, I'm yep. guessing you're busy somewhere else this morning. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, thank you very much for taking some time out to, um, to speak to us this morning but we're talking about a variety of work in variety in worship. So why and how do you use liturgical worship in your personal devotional life?
4: Well, I think the first thing I need to admit, Paul, is I don't all the time. Um, It's something that I I use regularly, uh, probably every day. But um, the reason I think is is partly because it's a bit like a... A scaffolding you know that uh, supports something else that's inside and i think liturgical worship just helps you to have a framework around which you can build your prayer <clears throat> so it's not just saying the words and working through it it's allowing the mind and the heart to take off from the words that you've got on the page in front of you and the other thing i like to think about is that most of the liturgy that we use certainly in the church of england um is hallowed by time it's it comes out of monastic worship centuries ago much of it is is straightforward uh, quotations from scripture and my view of prayer generally is it's like a continuous river that flows throughout time mm-hmm. and when i engage with liturgical worship i'm just joining in that great flow of prayer that's been going on from time immemorial mm-hmm. excellent this morning as part of
0: our readings we read Acts chapter 17 verses 21 to 31 which is Paul preaching in Athens and that is part of the part of the liturgical worship for this morning. Yep. So would you helpfully just draw out maybe one or two points from that that you might
4: use sure. as a spur or in- inspiration within your personal devotion? Yeah, well, I think the first thing I'd say, it's uh, it's in a way a gift, this reading, because you can start to use your imagination. So I think the first thing I'd do would be to try and inhabit the story, uh, imagine myself uh, being there at the time. And I think a couple of things would come out of it. One is I think would be just uh, amazed at the way God used Paul in this story. And mm-hmm. I think it might lead me into praying for greater courage and greater wisdom in the way that I witness for Jesus amongst my friends and particularly amongst people I don't necessarily know. I think Paul showed huge courage as well as intellectual uh, strength. And the second thing, of course, is that Paul is is calling these philosophers to repent of their uh, worship of false gods and their arrogance, refusing to believe that there was a creator God who would one day bring the whole world to judgment through Christ. So I think I might find myself also wanting to repent um, right. of, of false gods in my life and recognising once again Jesus as, as saviour, Lord and also judge. Wow.
0: <laughs> so, and, uh, my final question for you then, Godfrey, is this. Um, would you give us one place that you would start if you were a beginner looking at liturgical worship so somewhere we could if you wanted to try we could start today
4: yeah. well it's funny because i was talking to one of your uh, church members earlier today who said that she uses regularly the church at one of the church living then prayer apps all right okay so there's one called daily prayer
2: mm-hmm.
4: uh, which gives you morning and evening prayer um, everything's there all the readings everything all printed out so you don't need any other books Perhaps a better one to start with is called Time to Pray. Again, it's a free app from the Church of England. Uh, and that gives you a short act of liturgical worship for use during the day. And also another one that you can use late evening, sort of before bedtime. Mm. And if anybody wants to get a feel, feel of that, just to do a quick plug, uh, on the Grassmore Mission Community Facebook page, we actually do live um, that form of prayer, Compline or Night Prayer, 8.15 every Tuesday and every Thursday. So you can just listen in, hmm. hear how it, what it sounds like. And if you want to download the app, then there you go, just join in. It's, both services are very simple
0: Excellent very easy
4: well, I, to join in.
0: I've been enjoying your Grassmore prayer times sometimes, so I've been joining you.
4: Good,
0: Perhaps you've you. never known that, but I, I have been joining. It. It's been quite interesting. I've really enjoyed them. Thank you.
2: Good,
4: thank
0: you. Right, thanks for coming along this morning. So, uh, I better let you get scamper back to what you were supposed <laughs> to be doing.
4: Great pleasure. God bless you all. Lovely to be with you this morning. Thank you.
2: Thanks, Godfrey. And get some good devotional books. There's lo- loads of them
0: out there, some online, some in print. I personally, when I want to use one, I used uh, a Toza, 365 daily devotional book with great quotes from Toza. I find them rich and I find them encouraging and deep and helpful. Next, art and music. Look online for some artwork. What can God say to you through this artwork? What does it make you feel? How can you use that feeling to worship or request from God? Here's a picture of the Houses of Parliament from Monet by Monet one of my favourite pieces of art. Look at this painting for a moment.
2: Ask God to prompt you from that how to pray. What might you pray? So for me, as I looked at that artwork,
0: it might prompt me to pray for our government. Why do they need it right now. One of the things I like about money is often the, the blurred boundaries around solid objects. But our world has become a world full of blurred boundary lines. Why don't we pray for our our society in in areas where uh, lines have been blurred and blurred and blurred, so there is no distinction anymore?
2: You can make your own use of your own imagination. Why don't you make your own, own artwork? Painting, sculpture, music. What's God saying to you? And how can you use it to express your love for him in worship and adoration?
0: I often find, personally, playing the the keyboard, by myself, to myself, just me and God, enjoying it. I have no idea what's coming out of my heart, but I do know it's expressing something of the love of God in me. Or, why not... Take your favour, one of your favourite bands, whether they're Christian or not. Why don't you listen to or look at the lyrics from some of your favourite songs? How do you think that makes God feel? What can you pray because of these words? Did you know that we're all made in the image of God, whether we love God or not, and it's not unusual to see People who don't love God expressing God concepts.
2: It's not unusual for God to speak through non Christians about his world around him. And so we can use lyrics and all sorts of interesting things that are not
0: generated by Christians to understand God's heart, especially when it, or particularly and only when it lines up with what it says in the Bible. So don't close God off from um, being creative through people who don't love him. God speaks through the most unlikely sources. If you just read the Bible, you'll discover that time and time and time again. So take some time to consider for yourself ways in which you could be creative in your prayer life. Ask yourself, has your prayer life become boring and repetitive and stale? And if so, why don't you ask God to help you find creative ways and go and look for some. Go and look for some ways to be creative in your prayer life. I have just suggested five different ways. There are loads of them. That's just five that I came up with. God forbid that this should ever become a definalist. list. Ask the Holy Spirit to prompt you and don't be surprised when it suddenly becomes Unusual. I hope you have great fun this week in your families by yourselves with your children in quiet times in busy times I hope you have great fun asking God to help you be creative and as you think about it during the week don't just go back to the same old same old same old enjoy God for who he is thanks